Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. If you're applying to medical school in 2022 to start medical school in 2023, join me Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, or Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern at premedworkshop.com. Go register today. I'm going to show you how to tell your story in your application. Again, that's premedworkshop.com. If you are applying to medical school in 2022, be there or be square. The Medical School HQ Podcast, session number 83. Hey, this is Z-Dog MD, rapper, physician, legendary turntable health revolutionary, and part-time gardener. And you're listening to the Medical School HQ Podcast, hosted by the irredeemably awesome Ryan Gray. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and I believe that competition amongst your pre-med and medical student peers is detrimental to becoming a great physician. In this podcast, we show you how collaboration, hard work, and honesty are critical to becoming a superior physician in today's healthcare environment. I want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to listen to the podcast today. I know that every week when this podcast comes out, you are making a conscious decision to sit down, download, or go to the website, however you listen to this, and and take the time to listen. And whether you listen to the whole thing or you listen to bits and pieces here and there, I want to thank you. Before we get started with an awesome episode today, I want to remind you to go to freemcatgift.com where you can download a new completely free 30 plus page report including deals on MCAT prep. Uh, The free 30 plus page report talks about a lot of MCAT information that you might not otherwise get elsewhere. Things about mindset and just different thoughts and stuff that I wish and Allison wish we knew when we were going through and studying for the MCAT. It's not going to teach you any cool math tricks or anything like that, but if you go to freemcatgift.com, you can download the free report today. Now, today's interview is going to be a great one with a pre-med student at my alma mater, the University of Florida. Alex Breslin is a pre-med student there studying biology, and he started what is known as the Dream Team at the University of Florida. And what the Dream Team is, it's a student-run nonprofit organization that works with children in the cardiac care unit at Shands Hospital there 
in Gainesville. Now, as a pre-med student, you know that applying to medical school is competitive, and everybody says you have to do something to stand out. Alex here has stood out by starting this dream team, a a student-run organization that goes and helps pediatric patients in the cardiac care unit at UF to deal with being in the hospital for months at a time sometimes. And so we're going to talk about why he started it, how he reached out and and got help starting it, and, and who he turned to for advice, how he dealt with the hospital and starting this organization, and so much more. So what, what I hope to bring to you today is our thoughts about how you, at a different school, a different point in your life, may be able to take some of this information and go do something similar on your campus and at a hospital near you. The ultimate goal here is not to pad your resume, it's to make a difference in these patients' lives, which is what he's doing, which has the benefit of of adding to his resume. So we're going to talk to Alex, uh, to Alex all about that. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, Dr. Gray. Thanks for having me. So, Alex, let's start by talking about when you knew you wanted to be a doctor. Oh, man. Well, um, so I didn't actually uh, start really going on the pre-med track until my, uh, until my sophomore year. Um, uh, my freshman year, I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do. Uh, kind of floated around a little bit. And um, I remember I was in between my freshman and sophomore year, and I took some time off to, uh, to shadow a, a local physician where, in Wellington, Florida. And uh, this guy was amazing. He absolutely blew my mind. Um, you know, the amount of compassion he had for other individuals and uh, the professionalism and how intelligent he was uh, it really resonated with me. Um, you know, he was definitely one of my first role models. So seeing, seeing that physician in, um, in action really wanted me to pursue pre-health, at least uh, some kind of medical track. Um, more specifically, a, a doctor. Uh, I was actually, uh, I was actually in uh, in the Dominican Republic, and uh, I went with a, a medical mission trip. And um, I remember we're in the middle of the middle of this village, really, really poor uh, rural area. And uh, I remember uh, we were working with doctors and, and, and handing out medications and everything. And uh, I remember sitting in the sitting in the jungle, <laughs> basically. And uh, really feeling like I was making a difference. And um, that's why I knew I really wanted to be a doctor. That's awesome. But that sounds like, uh, obviously, a medical mission trip and shadowing a doctor. You had some ideas initially. Do you have any family members that are physicians? Uh, No, not really, actually. I have a mother who's a physical therapist. Okay. Um, But, you know, know, family, uh, really good family-oriented. Uh, family raising really well. So uh, I guess naturally, it just somewhere in the medical field just probably fit for me. Yeah, cool. So why did you, you mentioned Wellington, Florida. Is that where you're from? Yes, sir. All right. And why did you choose to go to UF besides the fact that it's my alma mater and, and you wanted to follow in my footsteps, obviously? Oh, well, I mean, besides that and uh, how amazing the Gator Nation is to begin with, um, you know, actually, that, that's, a, that's a good question because in high school, I was I was really big in lacrosse. Actually, I went to a I was I was on a scholarship in high school to a boarding program to play lacrosse, and um, got some got some offers to play up north, and uh, and I got accepted into University of Florida uh, based on what I applied to. Aside from the recruiting process, 
And uh, both my parents went to UF, and um, you know the the opportunities at UF with with research and with all all the different majors and everything. It's it's really hard to say no. Uh, you know, UF, FSU, UCF. I think it's a pretty easy easy question there. It's a no brainer. For sure. So one of the things that I talk about a lot and, and kind of one of the motivating factors behind starting the podcast and the website is the fact that when I was just a, a student there, my pre-med advising was horrendous. Now, as you're going through this, you're entering your senior year now and you've interacted with the pre-med advisors. How have you gotten the most out of the pre-med advisors at UF, given the fact that it's one of the largest state schools in the country? Um, well, uh, I think, I think it's important when asking for advice that you know your own limits. I think that's really, really important. Um, you know, if you're a very strong student, uh, the, the advice you'll get from pre-health advising will be great because they really expect you to to really do well in your classes, go in guns blazing. And if you know how to study before you get there, you'll do very well with the advice. Um, I found that the advice from older students was possibly a little bit better um, as far as which classes to take uh, and when. But it's really more about knowing how you'll do in certain situations, I think, if that helps. Yeah, so it's, no, it's knowing yourself and then using some of that, that information from older pre-med students, maybe some medical students you may know, and some pre-med advising and kind of meshing that all together, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I went in for pre-health advising my freshman year, and uh, I was taking all these difficult classes in, in the curriculum, you know, just blew my socks off, so to speak. And uh, if, if knowing that I haven't yet developed the skills, uh, the, the study habits necessary for, for academic success, I wouldn't have taken so many classes, I guess. Yeah, and, and that's something we talk about a lot. So that's, that's awesome that, that you understood that and, and kind of course corrected, which we say a lot here. Sure. Awesome. So let's talk about, well, first of all, uh, are you applying this year? I'm not applying this year, okay. actually. Okay. I'm taking my MCAT on the 21st of August, and I'll apply next year. Awesome. Good luck with that. How are you studying for the MCAT? I'm taking the Kaplan course, and I'm also doing exam cracker uh, books. Okay. Awesome. And lots of practice tests? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, let's talk about the dream team. Where, where did this idea for the dream team come from? Well, um, it's actually pretty simple. Um, <clears throat> my sophomore year, I started to get really involved. Um, you know, I didn't do anything my freshman year. And sophomore year, I started doing shadowing, research, and uh, hospital volunteer and everything. And one of the most meaningful experiences I had was uh, it was through Shan's volunteer. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but uh, really simple. Uh, if you're if you're picked, you just um, you go into the hospital to the fourth floor, and you just hang out with kids, uh, kids in the hospital. And um, <clears throat> during my second semester of, of Shan's volunteer, I was working a double shift, so it'd, it'd be a six-hour shift on Sundays. And through these shifts, I would, I would usually hang out with the same, same child every time. And this one particular child, um, let's, you know, let's name her Sally for, for HIPAA reasons. Sally had, a, uh, had, I believe it was brain cancer. And uh, you know, Sally would never, ever, ever remember who I was. I'm not sure why. 
But the time I spent with Sally, you know, playing kitchen and, and watching TV and, and all this other stuff uh, was amazing. Uh, it, really, it really, to me, it helped me understand what volunteer was all about, to be honest. And um, when I was volunteering there, I, I would notice that I was the only person there on the shift. I wouldn't see any other students or anything like that. So um, I, think, I think pretty much everyone in, in that situation would want to do more. So, so Dream Team... Uh, so, so that's where the idea from Dream Team came from, um, you know, just bringing more students into the hospital to interact with these kids that, that really loved volunteers and could really benefit from, uh, from student interaction. So thinking about that and, and knowing the size of the University of Florida and the numbers of pre-medical students that are there, I would have assumed that there are plenty of pre-med students mm-hmm dying to get into the hospital volunteer where where do you think all the volunteers were why weren't they doing what you were doing uh well i maybe sunday's just a poor day uh i know that right after dream team was was established child life itself got much more organized and they, and they completely changed a lot of different things but um you know i'm not i'm not too sure there are there are a few uh organizations that some are student-run and some aren't, that do uh, facilitate a volunteer program involving uh, University of Florida students. But, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally sure. Um, I know that the Shans volunteer program, the application process is, is really competitive. It's very competitive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and most students want to interact with children. So they want pediatrics. So you can, you can be in radiology or, or uh, you know, just you can be all over the place. So, so because everyone applies for, for pediatric, it's much more difficult. So that's, that could be why. I'm not sure. So you want to hear my Shan's volunteering experience story? Absolutely. So I went in, kind of the naive pre-med student, and went to the volunteer office and said, hey, I'm pre-med, I want to volunteer. And they gave me an orange shirt and stuck me at the information desk and to, to be able to tell people where the elevators were. <laughs> that's awesome no patient contact no nothing it was awesome <laughs> that's incredible yeah i learned my story very or i i, I learned uh <laughs> i learned uh what i needed to do very quickly oh for sure yes so that's that's awesome so you were already volunteering and you saw a need um for the dream team so explain what the dream team specifically is so, so Dream Team is a, uh, a student-run nonprofit organization that uh, specializes in, uh, you know, uh, specializes in pediatric cardiology. And um, so, our our volunteers uh, they really volunteer with the kids in uh, with with pediatric cardiology on the tenth floor. Um, so we we strive to uh, you know brighten the brighten the experience of of the current current uh children in cardiac care okay and how do you do that uh mostly by the it's it's we stress uh donation of time not money so uh we at the moment for the summer we have weekly volunteers that will go into the hospital on set uh periods of time uh and and they'll they'll hang out with kids they'll they'll you know uh play play with kids and watch tv play video games with the kids and um, right now, uh, we have five volunteers going a day, each for three hours, uh, Monday through Saturday. So 15 hours a day, six days a week. 
That's incredible. That's a lot of a lot of uh, time that the the patients are getting to spend with people that uh, normally they wouldn't be able to spend time with, and, and instead would be sitting in a hospital bed. Oh yeah, for sure. And and uh, the kids love volunteers. They they love to hang out with with uh, with kids, especially college students. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk about some of the nuts and bolts of how you started the Dream Team. Because my goal here is to kind of share your knowledge with other pre-med students out there so that they can kind of take your knowledge and do maybe something similar on their campus and, and with their local hospital. So let's, let's talk about when you had this idea, who did you reach out to for help on getting it all started? So... Uh... I think the the idea part, having a unique idea that's that's interesting, is is very important because to to get anywhere you got to be special or or you have to have a good idea. Um, initially, to get more organized and to to really solidify things, uh, Liz Kleinfeld, my my girlfriend, actually is an accounting student, and and we really uh, her and I really really set on paper exactly what we would want to do and and exactly the the focus we'd have. So once all that was set in stone, we're very organized, and we set the foundation of of the future organization. Um, then I started to reach into my connections that I had previously, and to any kind of physician working in Chance, because that's where we wanted to volunteer. Um, the my my uh, the, the uh, physician I shadow, Doctor Velasic, actually sent an email uh, somewhere, and uh, I also work in the. Uh, in the Herald Center, and through the Herald Center, you interact with some doctors sometimes. So they sent out um, they sent out emails for me too, and from there, uh, those emails were sent around a little bit. And I had a few more different um, different meetings with different physicians, whom I actually emailed off the uh, UF registrar, <laughs> believe it or not, in the in, in different pediatric units, and they eventually forwarded me to. Uh, the director of child life, Miss Chris Brown, who was actually hired about a month or two before I started sending emails in. So it was really just networking, you know, whichever, whatever kind of, uh, whatever kind of physician or, or, or medical professional that I knew I would email and, and, and hope for the best. And what were you saying in the email? Well, I just introduced myself. Um, and, and, uh, if just in case, um, and I, I basically would just lay out the plan for the future organization. So I'd say, "Hey, uh, my name is Alex Breslin. I'm a you know a student at University of Florida. Uh, I want to start an organization called Dream Team that would bring more volunteers into the hospital to interact with children. You know, something very simple and and very straightforward um, and short. And and usually people would get back to me, or at the very least, they'd they'd CC my email to someone else. Yeah." And I think you hit on all the key points there. Very straightforward, very short. Uh, people people don't have a lot of time these days, and they'll skip right over a long email because they don't want to read it. So, I think oh yeah, for sure, for right sure. On the head. Awesome. So you sent you sent out all these emails, and it sounds like they bounced around through the the, the internet and uh, got to the right people. How did you, a, a lonely pre med student, get? involved get the hospital involved and okay for you to to bring in this new organization and all these volunteers how did how did that relationship go oh well a lot of meetings a lot of two-minute elevator spiels uh 
to, to different people in the hospital, different physicians, and, and mostly uh, the new director of child life, Ms. Chris Brown, really, really helped us out. Without her, I'm not sure if Dream Team would actually uh, be, be an organization that it is now. Um, I think when approaching the hospital or, or anything like that with a new idea, uh, you have to make sure that everything's very, very organized and, and, and very fundamentally sound. The foundation has to be very strong because, and because they're not going to, I mean, no one's going to take you seriously if it's not. You've got to have a good idea. You've got to be strong. And you've got to keep everything professional. So every meeting I went to, uh, you know, uh, button down and tie every single time. And laptops out, taking notes. And eventually, uh, after forming a relationship with the director of child life, and, and planning everything out meticulously, um, you know, we got the okay to send in about 10 volunteers for, for the last spring semester. And because those 10 volunteers did so well, uh, we got the okay to, to bring in much more and bring in many more volunteers. So I think that's where it kind of comes from. That's awesome. You mentioned this child life organization. Can you explain briefly what that is? So uh, a student again at another hospital, another another university may kind of go. Oh, we have something similar. Maybe I'll go ask them. Oh, sure. Um, so, uh, so inside the hospital, there's there's, and to my understanding, there is Shan's volunteer, which which deals with any student that's going to uh, participate and volunteer in the hospital at all. So it's pediatrics, it's radiology. It's, it's, you know, orthopedic, anything. Um, so they're very broad. Um, when it comes to child life, child life deals with any individual interacting with children specifically. So uh, child, to my understanding, child life is only with, with pediatrics. So it's like a subspecialty within Chan's Volunteer. Um, if, I was, if I was a student uh, looking into uh, starting this kind of program in a different hospital, um, you know, you could, you could easily find something on their website. So you just go to the hospital website, see who's in charge of pediatrics. And uh, to my understanding, I think, I believe most hospitals have some kind of child life that you can easily get in touch with. Okay. That's good, good information to have. So you, you finally got this okay. Before you got the okay, were there any hiccups along the way where you thought maybe this wasn't going to work out? Well, um, you know, sometimes I still don't believe it's actually working, to be honest. Um, not that it, it, it's not a solid organization or anything, but because, uh, you know, we've just been working on it for so long and you just want it to work so bad. Um, it's amazing. Um, very lucky. But um, let's see, hiccups. Well, uh, I think it's safe to say that whenever you're starting an organization, you're going to experience many, many hoops and, and many, many issues. Um, what matters is that you're willing to, to really go after what you want and what you want is the, the, the organization to be successful. So, you know, where there could have been problems that could have stopped the growth of the organization, if you want it bad enough, you can get it. I mean, you can really go out there and as long as you want it bad enough, I mean, you'll have success. So while there were hiccups and everything, I don't think there was ever anything that was really, uh, you know, a game changer. Because I mean, very focused and had to stay stay with the uh, stay on the success, I guess. Good, yeah, and that's great advice for for any pre med in any realm because there's going to be some speed bumps along the way, whether it's with grades or with shadowing or volunteering or whatever. So that's that's good advice. Let's talk about how you 
took your idea. You got the okay from the hospital. How did you go out into the student population, start recruiting students, and how did you pick the students, the, these first 10 students that you put into the hospital, knowing that they could make or break the, the decision to continue to allow you to be there? Sure. Uh, good question, actually. There's a lot of risk with those first 10 people. Um, well, initially, uh, PR was, was, uh, was, was somewhat easy because when first reaching out to the UF population through the internet, such as Facebook and, and different listservs, um, you know, we were, we were met with, with an overwhelming generosity from the student body. So, so we'd send out an email, we'd, we'd post something, and, and tons of people would get back with us asking about it. Um, I think it's very important that at the very beginning, uh, you establish a Facebook page um, instead of a group, a page itself for just a general PR. Um, every post you make, uh, very simple, very straightforward. And, um, you know, that's basically how, how things started um, for as far as public relations go. Um, you know, a couple, a couple months before we, we, we had our first application cycle, uh, we would we would send out information about Dream Team and about what what our goals were and everything like that, um, just so that the general population would get to know us. Um, I think I think uh, when it comes to looking for volunteers in pre health, I think it's very easy to find volunteers because most people, uh, you know, either believe that they want they need volunteer to get into medical school or the vast majority. Hopefully, uh, you know they really want to make a difference, um, which is the volunteers you really want. So it's really easy to get volunteers um, as long as you're still professional and very organized. Uh, people will; it'll be very easy for for a new organization to come and, and volunteer. When it came to actually choosing who was volunteering, we had a pretty uh, pretty strict application cycle. So we have a small questionnaire, uh, a small application pamphlet, or something, or, or like a document, word document that we posted online so it's easy access for everybody um <clears throat> and uh the the students would fill out the application and send it back to us to our to our gmail to the dream team dream gmail and uh a few people on the exec board and uh some other individuals too would go through the applications and uh based on a certain criteria would rank each application based on you know different qualities uh that the application had um, from that point, uh, we would interview uh, a, a, a few minority of the uh, of the applicants to see who we really wanted to have as a weekly volunteer. Um, for our first semester, for fall and spring, our volunteers are split into weekly and monthly. So uh, for the weekly volunteers, they do three-hour shifts uh, like the summer ones are doing now. And the monthly volunteers would volunteer on more of a monthly basis. So they would have uh, events such as movie nights and, and different smaller things that would happen less frequently. Um, so because we took 10 uh, weekly volunteers, uh, we took many more monthly volunteers. Um, so that's how we kind of designate who would, who would take these spots. We, we, ha- we made sure that we definitely knew and trusted all of our first 10 volunteers because they were, they were literally forming the foundation and future of the organization. So, so basically, application cycle plus interviews. That's how we designated who was going to get the spots. Awesome. Now I'm going to ask you, and, and you can say no, would you be willing to share that application, the questionnaire, uh, with some of the listeners if they, if they can find that maybe in our show notes page? Oh, absolutely, of course. All right. 
So we'll have that on the show notes page, which if you're listening to this, you can get it medicalschoolhq.net slash 83. All right, Alex. So you had your initial kind of trial period that the hospital set out for you. How have you continued that the the motivation and the momentum moving forward and now with with more students volunteering you said 15 hours um a day 15 hours a day 15 hours a day six days a week every day but sunday that's crazy so how are you how (laughs) are you continuing all of that the 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 motivation for students that continue to do that and how are you keeping up the motivation yourself oh well for myself it's it's easy um you know I really believe that Dream Team is making a difference. So that's something I still want to be a part of, obviously. And um, I I think it's something that, you know, as a pre-health student, you have a lot of different opportunities to be involved in. And um, I think Dream Team for me is is a very good one that makes a a difference. So I feel like what I'm doing is is making a difference. And so that's why, for the motivation-wise for myself, that's that's what uh, stimulates me to keep going. Um, And I think that's the same for volunteers, too. Uh, Dream Team uh, has been very, very blessed and lucky to to have many, you know, phenomenal volunteers. Uh, the, some of our volunteers are incredibly compassionate and, and very driven and, and great with children. And um, so, to be honest, as, as the president, I really don't have to do that that much motivation, make no motivational speeches or anything like that, because uh, the, our volunteers are already so motivated by themselves. And, and I think that really that really shows uh, the type of person or the type of student you're dealing with here at the University of Florida. I would agree. The great University of Florida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what advice would you have for another pre-med student that's, that's trying to figure out how to set them apart on their application and have a, this huge impact that you're having on, on patients at the University of Florida and, and Chance Hospital? What, what, piece of advice would you give them um well for first i can't i can't take all the, the credit for that i think the volunteers do the vast majority of the work so oh the dream team is doing uh, uh the the impact that dream team has instead of myself but um you know i think i think instead of focusing on how you can separate yourself and 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 how you can be special i think it's more important to to really embrace the journey you're going to have as, a, as an undergrad. Um, I know I was very different from the very beginning of, of my undergrad to how I am now. Um, I think it's really important to realize um, that, you know, you, the journey of your undergrad is more important than, than the outcome, I guess. I, I, I think it's hard to explain. Um, so instead of trying to go out of your way uh, to to really separate yourself. I think it's more important to just really embrace everything you're doing. I also think that's important to uh, be involved in, in, in organizations and activities that you really think is making a difference. Um, you know, you can literally volunteer almost anywhere, but um, I think that if you're involved with, with organizations that are really out there and, and really doing some, some good things in the, in the community, you're not only going to grow from that uh, more, but you're also going to benefit, you know, yourself and, and those around you and your community. You're going to grow more from that. Um, I think I think that's something students should realize more. Okay. Good. Where can people find out about the Dream Team? And if there are any budding uh, UF pre-meds out there, where can they find you? Um, 
and, and get more information? Uh, currently, we don't have a website, uh, but we do everything through Facebook, and we are all over Facebook. Um, if you search Dream Team UF on Facebook, you'll go straight to our page, and that has all of our information, and, and all, everything you'd ever want to know is there. Awesome. All right, Alex, thank you for joining us today. Tell us where you want to go to medical school and what you want to do with your life as a physician. Oh, gosh. Um, well, first, thank you for having me. Thrilled to be here. Um, you know, uh, I want to be an orthopedic trauma surgeon. I want to be a surgeon, work with my hands. Um, hopefully knee replacements, uh, something like that. Um, as, far as, as far as where I'd like to go, uh, you know, anywhere that will accept me. I'll be happy anywhere. Um, <laughs> not too picky. Of course, I'd love to stay with the Gator Nation. Uh, you know, Emory is great as well. But you know what? Wherever... Wherever life's going to take me, I'll be happy to be there. All right, folks. Well, I hope you got a ton of great information out of that interview with Alex and what he's doing with the Dream Team there at Shands Hospital at the University of Florida. If you are a pre-med student and you are trying to figure out what you should be doing or what you can be doing Try to draw upon Alex's experiences, taking his knowledge as a volunteer at the hospital, seeing some of the shortfalls at the hospital and seeing what they needed, and then taking that information and turning it into a student-run organization at the University of Florida that's providing 15 hours a day, six days a week of volunteers for pediatric cardiology patients. That's that's just phenomenal. So take the information that, that Alex shared with us and go do something similar on your campus at your hospital and come back and share that with us. If, if you've had a successful experience starting an organization like the Dream Team, come back to the show notes, medicalschoolhq.net slash 83 and leave a comment and, and let us know what you're doing to, to help uh, better the lives of these patients that are uh, in the hospitals. I'd love for you to say hi to us on Twitter. Medical School HQ is our handle, is my handle. Go say hi to Alex and the Dream Team on Facebook. They're at facebook.com slash dreamteamuf. So go say hi to them. If you have any questions, comments, concerns for us, you can always email me. I am Ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. We did have a couple five-star reviews that I want to uh, talk about today. Beach Grad gave us a five-star review saying entertaining and useful. Um, I hope to be useful. We strive to be useful here. Entertaining is, is a bonus, so <laughs> I'm glad we're entertaining as well. Uh, Gold Tiger 16 says, awesome guidance. If you have listened to our podcast and you find it useful, please do us a favor. Go to medicalschoolhq.net slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and leave us a rating and review. Doing so greatly helps our visibility in iTunes so that more people can find us. So Thank you to those two people for leaving us and take a rating and review and taking the time to do that. I hope 
truly, I hope that you take this information today and and use it in your life and and take some action and start an organization and, and help these patients. And hopefully, a lot of good comes out of that. So, go act, and we'll see you next time here at the Medical School Headquarters.